everybody. Welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Movie Podcast. My name is Matt Gallo, and I'm joined, as always, by the amazing Justin Dubin. I am amazing. You're amazing, too. You're an amazing father, or so I hear <laughs> from you. Not your wife. Wow. That got very just uncomplimentary as it went on. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I give it, and I also take it away. I got to keep you in your place. It was, I'm, I, I think that was whiplash, I felt. Yeah. <laughs> that was such a journey. Well, um, thank you, Justin, for that compliment. Um, I only called you amazing because we're talking about Spider-Man, who has been called amazing. Although not right now. He's the amazing just, Spider-Man. He's just Spider-Man. Away from we don't talk about the amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk. No, the amazing Spider-Man is a different Spider-Man that apparently people didn't think was that amazing. Yo, I said he was shit from the start. I kind of liked, like, oh, liked him as Oh, Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield, they have so much chemistry. Oh, it's not about the fighting. It's about the John Whoa. Hughes movie. Every time there's like a high school movie that has an ounce of charm, everyone's like, oh, it's like a John Hughes movie. It's not. It's not. Well, you know whose movie this was? John Watts. And that's Ooh. different than John Hughes. <laughs> Just stating facts, people. Yeah, and that's why you come to Two Guys, One Movie, for the facts and the insults. Exactly. Yeah, and the vibrating phones that I did not turn on. Yeah, that wasn't me this time. I actually thought it was me, but, you know, I silenced my phone after the 500 times you yelled at me. You know why? It's a rookie mistake. We haven't been on the air in two weeks. Uh, We've been busy. I've been on vacation a little bit here and there. Fourth of July is a thing. Stranger Things 3 I is a thing. I was in New York. You were in New York? When were you in New York? I hung out with you in New Jersey. Oh, that was that. Right. Yeah. Was that then? That was two weeks ago, I think. Christ. Okay. Well, uh, that's that's why today, Justin, we're doing a No, that was three part... weeks ago. That was three weeks ago. Yeah. It's been a while. We're doing a two-part episode. We're doing Spider-Man Far From Home and Toy Story 4, right? Everyone... From like two years ago, I was thinking they're doing a Toy Story four, but three was so perfect. Wait, we're yeah. actually reviewing that. I didn't even know. Okay, let's do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I let's figured do it. We might as well. Yeah, I even talk if it's about quick. That movie. Yeah, I want to yeah. talk about that I mean, movie. It'll, it'll it'll be a quick one. We're gonna start though, Justin, with our friendly neighborhood Spider Man. All right, let's listen. <laughs> let's get going with Spider Man. <laughs> Far from home. <laughs> I go. I see his face. I just really miss him. Yeah, I miss him too. I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't know that you were going to be here after he was gone. You going to be the next Iron Man now? Well, no, I don't have time. I'm too busy doing your jobs. Oh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Look, keep up the good work because I am going on vacation. Heads up. Nick Fury's calling you. I don't really want to talk to Nick Answer Fury. Answer the phone. Why? Because if you don't talk to him, then I have to talk to him. I don't want to talk to him. You sent Nick Fury to voicemail? I gotta go. You do not ghost Nick Fury. What up, dorks? What's up? We're just talking about the trip. I'm here in St. Marco Polo's. Oh, I think MJ really likes me. That reminds me when I first fell in love. You're a very difficult person to contact, Spider-Man. This is Mr. Beck. We could have used someone like you on my world. New world? Beck is from Earth, just not ours. The snap to our hole in our dimension. You're saying there's a multiverse? We have a job to do. 
You're coming with us. There's gotta be someone else you can use. What about Thor? Off-world. Captain Marvel. Unavailable. But I'm just a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Bitch, please, you've been to space. And what you just heard was a clip from the trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home, starring Tom Holland, Jake Gyllenhaal, Zendaya, Jacob... Zendaya. Is it? Yeah. Zendaya. Spider-Man. I'm still, I'm still, like, I'm (laughs) shell-shocked from (laughs) Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Mr. Mort Spider-Man. Jacob Badalon, Samuel L. Jackson, Marissa Tomei, Kobe Smulders, John Favreau, J.B. Smoove, and uh, Martin Starr, and a whole lot of others. And it's directed by, as you said, John Watts. Did he do the first one? I believe so. You know what else he also did? Cop Car. Rise to the Planet of the Apes. All those. He, he did right. not. That's, yes, you're 100% wrong. You're, think, you're thinking of Matt Reeves? Yeah, that was Matt Reeves. <laughs> that was definitely <laughs> Matt Reeves. This guy has basically just done Spider-Man Far From Home. He did a he movie does. called Cop Car, which apparently people said was really good uh, with Kevin Bacon. He did Spider-Man. No one saw it. It's basically just Spider-Man. Spider-Man and, and Cop Car. He made this movie called Cop Car. It Cop cost Car. apparently $5 million. It made $143,000. It's pretty good. Pretty good <laughs> return. <laughs> but maybe on DVD it did better. It's, it's Apparently it's NC-17. Oh. Jesus. So it probably didn't even really get a release. No. Kevin anyway. Bacon, he, I mean, he said yes because Kevin Bacon these days, apparently he lost all of his money in that Madoff scheme. So uh, he's just been making m- movies left and right. He's on that show on Showtime. Apparently it's supposed to be good. City on the Hill? Something like that. I don't know. Castle on the Hill. Yes. All right. Well, the plot of Spider-Man Far From Home <laughs> is following the events of Avengers Endgame 2019, Spider-Man must step up to take on new threats in a world that has changed forever. Hi, Jinx and Sue. All right, so we have to say right now, spoilers for Avengers Endgame. And if you honestly didn't see it, you're one of... Wait, and and hold on. Um, yes? You're moving? Okay. Where's she moving? Okay, okay that's good. I'm, I'm, you, where are you going to go? Just don't make it too loud for Felicity. I don't, you're I'm, yelling I'm, and you're saying don't make it too loud. You're literally <laughs> yelling across the house and you're okay. saying don't make so, it too loud for your a stupid little, a child. Little backstory, a little backstory here, folks. Uh, my wife is currently watching all of the Marvel films. She just finished Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2 is on Spider-Man Homecoming next, which she has seen in theaters with me. But uh, that's one of the only ones she actually has seen of the Marvel movies uh, before she embarked on this journey that Black Panther, I think Guardians 1 and 2. And so... Um, she's going to get onto that, but she doesn't want to hear what happens in Endgame, obviously. Right. So we're just so she is one of give... the three people on Earth who has not seen any of the. Has not this seen is correct, Endgame. and unfortunately, I don't think she's going to make it to see Endgame when it's still in theaters. Well, that's on her. That sounds like a you problem. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it takes her six hours to finish one of the movies because of the baby. <laughs> well, why don't you help her? I'm not home. I'm at sure, work. Sure, whatever. But I think after this, so she has Spider-Man Homecoming, which she can watch kind of in the background, you know, because she's seen it. Um, But after that is Thor Ragnarok. And Justin, I am excited to watch that one again. Okay. 
I just can't believe you literally just screamed across the house, don't wake the baby! <laughs> Shut uh, up and don't on. wake the baby! <laughs> Let me see if um if we're if we're good to go. Hold on. Oh wait. Caitlin! <laughs> Are we okay? Keep it low! Don't wake the baby! Quiet, quiet, quiet. Caitlin, are we good? Caitlin? That sounds like it's good if she okay. can't hear you. Yeah. She's not answering, so we're we're good. Okay, so Avengers Endgames, Endgame spoilers coming right now for this Spider-Man Far From Home review. So Justin, the movie. Um picks up right from where Endgame left. This off. is the end of phase Caitlin? three. This is the last movie of phase three. Hello? And um yeah, yeah, hold 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 on. Hold, I'm making sure. Jesus. Come on. I want to talk Spider-Man. Here we go. Spider-Man. Um, so t- Tony Stark, he has died. He's dead. He's <laughs> very dead. He's dead. And but he's still everywhere. I mean he's dead, but he's around. Yeah. He's he's everywhere. And the movie starts um with the same Marvel logo that we're used to i thought they would maybe change it up a bit but no but then we get the in in memoriam in comic sans font okay justin i thought at first i was like wait this is kind of besmirching everything they did in endgame which was such an emotional film but honestly it was was actually it was brilliant it was such a uh perfectly nailed tone of a high school terribly edited in memoriam that I really appreciated oh. it because we did that. Right we down, did that. And it was yes, maybe way shittier. Probably. Right down to the uh, the Getty Images watermark <laughs> on the photos. <laughs> um, so this, this – but I'm calling attention to that, Justin, because overall this movie was like wow. It was really – it really was the end of phase three, right? I agree. And what was so impressive is – it somehow took a character who we know is a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and it kept it very small. At the same time, it introduced these very large conclusions and introduced very large concepts for the future of Marvel. So I don't know how you do that. Marvel keeps impressing us with what they do, with how they handle a script, how they handle the scope of a film. And once again, they absolutely nailed it where this is a story about Spider-Man, one person, but it's still, like you said, is a very satisfying conclusion to the whole phase three uh, and endgame while progressing both that character individually and in very small ways, which we'll discuss, progresses the overall plot of and the so universe. Overall, did you enjoy Spider-Man Far From Home? I enjoyed this movie very much. I thought it was fun. It was lighthearted. I, I don't know if I enjoyed it as much as Homecoming. Uh, I, I just really uh, – I think I liked the high school drama of that one a little bit more. Although you do get this in this movie, it's a little bit more fish out of the water, which I liked. But there is that that romance uh, edition, which was not as much in the first one. It was there, but it wasn't with MJ. Like it was in this one. Right. And so I agree that I really liked this movie. But at the same time, um, it, and it was very funny. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was almost too jokey at times. But I thought it was really funny. And most of the time the humor landed. Um, 
Sometimes it didn't, like with the teacher's humor. It was just- yeah, that was all bad. Except for there was one part, and this isn't spoiling anything, when something is identifying everyone and it looks at J.B. Smooth and it says experience is witches. I was like, all right, that's actually funny. But J.B. Smooth <laughs> didn't, didn't actually uh, – I don't know if you caught that. But I did not. It was like, um, like has recently been like associated with witches. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's actually smart. That's really good. <laughs> but so I, I liked all those parts for the most part, but uh, I at the end of the movie, it's not really a spoiler here. We just see Spider-Man like the end every Spider-Man movie with a montage of him swinging through New York, right? And when he was doing that, I thought to myself, wow, I wish this movie took place in New York. Yes, but I understand why time, it didn't. Yes, it at the same time, if have, it did, it but, but also if it did take place in New York, I bet you there would have been people that would have been like, ah, you know, it's in just another Spider-Man movie in New York. Correct, but but they had to take him away from home because of the overarching gravity of the situation, which is most, of, if not all, of the Avengers are gone, which we've established, which they do establish in this movie, which we already knew at the end of Endgame. Uh, we need someone to step up, and that's you know this is the opportunity taking this character international is a small step for your friendly Spider-Man who stays in New York to, you know, have an international presence. He's not global yet, but this is pretty much the start of that. uh, Becoming an icon. No, that's Night Monkey. Yes, you're right. It's Night Monkey. I apologize. (laughs) It's not not Spider-Man internationally. It's Night Monkey. Um, And so... Uh, but yeah, so I just I just had the little bit of nostalgia at the end of the movie, uh, which it seems like in Spider-Man Three, Homecoming Series Three, we will be getting a lot of New York and a lot of those uh, classic Spider-Man tropes that everybody really loves. Um, but talking about this movie, uh, there's honestly there's a lot we can't talk about without getting into spoilers. But what we can say is that this really does usher us into the next phase of the MCU. And it does it in a really amazing way. Um, I thought some of the motivation for the villain in this movie was a little uh, questionable. I thought it made sense. I was going to ask you next, like without getting into spoilers, what you thought about the villain in this movie. The villain or villains in this movie, um, I would say the motivation wasn't there for me. And I'll get into that in spoilers. So for me, the motivation wasn't there. But in the moment it worked well enough i think on reflection i was like eh, i don't know so much about that but in the in the um in the moment in the film i think it worked fine uh i think what else i've got so i think that, i think it's great because there's callbacks to yes. the bigger picture right even when people are gone the consequences of their actions remain right so right. so they still live on in many ways good and bad as we see in this film. And I thought that that was a really great way to, you know, bring back the idea of those that were lost and how their impact is still going on. Even stuff that they may have done that wasn't that great to people. Um, I also say, go ahead. No, I just want to say, I want to criticize Zendaya. (laughs) Um, She, I feel like, up until the halfway point of this movie, even like three-fourths of the way through, I feel like – I know she's playing it – her character is supposed to be like – An awkward playing nerd. It cool. Awkward, awkward nerd. nerd. Playing it cool. I'm too cool for school. I like macabre type stuff. But 
I feel like at the same time, she's just acting as if she doesn't want to be in the movie. Uh, I can see what you're saying. It was a little flat. It was a little like flat. Very, it was so but flat. But I don't know and if then, that's right, what they that told her to play, choice? right? Because, you know, we're used know. to seeing MJ being at least more no, dynamic. But, yeah. Well, and I don't need her to be, you know, Kirsten Dunst doing her no, thing like I that. No, I agree. I don't need I that. With I just think that whenever I watched it, I was like, oh, God, I'm falling asleep again. Yeah. And then, And then towards the last, like, 30 minutes of the movie – I, I, she really picked up a little bit more. I, I think that's a character moment, but at the same time, I don't know. I feel like she was getting two different types of direction. I, I can see where you're going with that. I totally can. Um, but overall, this movie was, I think, is is essential. Oh, it's an essential it's very, film very, very for anyone in the MCU. And even if you're not... Well, you know what? So Spider-Man Homecoming, I think you could watch without being too in tune with the MCU. I agree with you. Uh, you had to know a little bit because of Civil War. That was his introduction. This movie just kind of drops you into a no, Spider-Man. No, but even in Spider-Man Homecoming, they show you that scene. So you can understand what's A little bit, on. yes. Yeah, a little bit. But Tony Stark is all over it. Absolutely. Right? He's all over that movie, just like he's all over this movie. And so this movie is not nearly as self-contained as uh, no, Spider-Man Homecoming, no idea. Black like, there's Panther, nothing- Right, Black Panther. It's not as contained as Captain Marvel. It's it's really they they're letting the cat out the bag with this one, saying this isn't just a Spider Man series. This is it's it's in the MCU. Yeah, Sony just gets to make money from it. I gotta say though, um, this is a very interesting because so what we was established with Spider Man is that we were never going to get a, a origin story again from Marvel uh, from the Marvel's reboot with Sony. And there was a very interesting article that I read today. I want to give credit to Matt Singer of Screen Crush. He he wrote an article basically saying, you know, Marvel didn't really skip Tom Holland's Spidey origin. They're telling it right now, slowly over the course of multiple films in a different way. And I think that's a very interesting perspective because as we come to learn in this movie without giving spoilers away, this is a different character from what we've seen so far in the in the films and there's going to be a lot of big repercussions from what's going on to Spider-Man and he's going to become a major focus of the of the MCU in the in the future and and I do think that there is a very interesting aspect to that of how this Spider-Man becomes maybe a different Spider-Man from what we're used to and and this is the story that they're telling and I got to tell you I really enjoy the story thus far yeah, it's definitely different from Tommy McGuire's uh, Peter Parker. Were you satisfied with the action? That's the last thing I want to say before we move on to spoilers here because there's a lot of spoilers. Um, It was fine. I think the final scene was enjoyable. I, I really liked yeah. some of the, I, without giving anything away, this the trickiness and the mental games. I'm trying to put that in a way that doesn't give anything away. But I think, I, I think some of it was hard to... Uh, decipher visually in some of the scenes. It, was, it wasn't palatable for you? It was palatable, fine, but it was just hard to de- decipher. Hard to was, see what that, was going was on point, sometimes. Though. Yeah, but for the most part, I know. But but also, from a filmmaking perspective, I feel like it was a little cloudy. A little murky. That was also kind of supposed to be Damn a little it. murky. Anyway, uh, I, I, you know, 
I don't have a lot of bad things to say about this movie. Maybe when we get into spoilers, I'll have more. All right. Which I will actually regarding the villains. All right. So at the end of the day, see it, don't see it, rent it. What do you say? See it. It's it's essential viewing for anyone who loves the MCU films. I agree. I definitely say see it. I think it's in the upper half of the films of Marvel for sure. And uh, now is that also though because I don't want to go too long, but is that because though it came after Endgame? No, I think it's just I also think that this post this mid credit scene is one of the best mid mid credit scenes we've seen. I mean, ever. Yes, but maybe, but, but that's because of it's fans like this it. one and Ant Man. The Ant, the last Ant Man was great. Eh, yeah, I but fan service, fan service, uh, factored in heavily into this one. Eh. It was it was almost so major, Justin, that it should have been in right. The that's movie. what people were talking. Like there was a lot of articles saying, like, okay, Marvel is actually going to put these mid credit scenes, like more important things in the mid credit scenes now than the whole movie. Like where the movie ends, it's not ending. Correct. <laughs> this one pushes it over the edge by far. I love. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Oh no, it, it was great, and it got a gasp out of everyone in the theater. Some kid just literally um, started screaming "fuck." <laughs> it was the full thing. He's like, Aah! "We were like, shut up, man. We're trying to watch it." It's incredible. All right. Well, let's talk about that right now in spoilers. Do it. Okay, so there's a lot in this movie, uh, and a lot that we didn't really talk about in spoilers, but apparently no one's calling it the snap, they're calling it the blip, right? Well, now it's the blip, and I really love how they handle that whole situation in this movie. It, it yes is and no. A, I thought it was hysterical, and it made there's, sense. Yes, and the, the, my question is, is this the most we're going to see of the aftermath of Endgame? Well, they created this whole issue, right? Aunt May didn't have a house. She was blipped, and you know... There was what? this whole she was blipped. She didn't have a house. Is, oh, yeah, is that... that was that charity event. She was like, "We're all homeless because thought... we got fucking blipped, and people moved into our houses." Oh, I didn't realize she was. Yeah, she was like, one well, of "Whatever, them. blah blah blah." So everyone got blipped. People lost their houses. There's like a whole issue with everyone coming back. So will they acknowledge it again in the future? Who knows? But I don't know if I need them to. But I'm okay if they do or don't. Oh, yeah, okay, um, but I mean, like, honestly, I was shocked that they showed like a marching band disappear and then reappear in the middle of a basketball game. <laughs> that was pretty funny because it's funny, but also very dramatic and and huge repercussions for the cinematic for this universe, right? Yeah, like showing us how it all happened. People just reappeared where they were, almost as if they didn't know it happened, right? I'm pretty sure they didn't. And then everybody kind of came to the realization, like, oh my god. This is what what has been going on. Well, we know MJ, Spider-Man, and Ned, and uh, what's his name? We got blipped. So they all got blipped. Flash. Flash. But then there's this Asian character who did not get blipped, grows up, and is Trying to have jacked. sex with Zendaya. Right. And just going after her hard. Yeah, he was being creepy. Bag. I like that they, they were like, yo, man, you can't just be taking pictures of people like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's it was interesting. Just all of the whole blip thing was interesting. Um, then okay, so they that they basically they not basically they end up saying it, showing it. Peter is becoming the next Tony Stark. Yes and no. T- Peter does not want to be the to- next Tony Stark, but in many ways he is becoming the next Tony Stark. Much slower progression, as you see throughout the movie. You know, 
I do agree that the interpretation was that he should choose who controls Edith, but at right now there's no one and he's going to be the guy controlling Edith and he's going to be the one who uh, is smart enough to deal with the technology, which was alluded to while he's making a suit at the end, exactly like how Iron Man did. Right. That was really great. And I noticed it before they threw on the ACDC, but even then that it yeah. sold it. He also really loved Led Zeppelin, which was really funny. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. Um, so regarding the villain, uh, Mr. Mysterio played by Jake Gyllenhaal from Quentin different Beck, Quentin Beck. Okay. I liked it. I liked the, the concept. At first, I was confused as to what was going on, but then they really lay it out for you, like a magician's trick being laid out for you completely. Uh, they even got Ralphie from A Christmas Story back from getting yelled at, at by Jeff Bridges in the first Iron yeah. Man. It's incredible. It's incredible callbacks. All That's of what it. was so and impressive. I loved that. Yeah. Callbacks to Civil War, calling the hologram barf, all that stuff. But I have to say, so the bad guys in this essentially were Stark Industries people, but Quentin Beck was the real insane no. Right, because the they were right. all like, yo, chill out, bro. He's like, no, we got to take over the world, be the hero. <laughs> um, and, and it seems like Ralphie was also a true believer because he was like, he saw that Quentin died and was fulfilling his last wish of besmirching Spider-Man, yes. right? Um, but my issue here is, wouldn't, would these Stark industry people who were angry at Tony Stark for, I guess, multiple reasons but would they still be angry at him after he snapped everyone back and killed Thanos? i think that's a great argument i can't i, I can't <laughs> argue they're like yeah this guy literally saved us fuck this dude <laughs> right like, I, I, i'm just a little it's just a at little the same time, i think the me. point of this whole movie is that there is a lack we're missing heroes now captain america is gone spider uh spider-man is now trying to become a little bit more prominent. Iron Man's dead. Thor is off planet. Stranger, Doctor Strange, God knows what he's doing, but unavailable. So there is a dearth of superheroes, and they do see this. They're smart people, and they understand that there's a huge opportunity to take advantage of these people and get success, get fame, get everything they want. Yeah, but they wouldn't be helping. Does that matter at the end of the day to them? No. But that's that's the thing. It's like what makes these Stark Industry people bad? Uh, I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, they're just they're just not good people because they're like trying to manipulate everyone. That's what makes them bad. Well, that's the, and and so like, what was their what was their mantra? What was their goal other than Quentin Beck, who just wanted power and I fame? Guess just to use the technology that that Iron Man abused or just used poorly for their own benefit because they all were unable to use their technology any further because they were all fired. Right. Yeah. Were they? Shut up. I, I'm just saying it, it kind just of falls apart a little bit for me. Okay. I enjoyed I it. I thought it he was go. a good bad guy because he, at the end of the day, was kind of just really – playing into that father figure that Peter Parker is now missing. Right. That's, that's the whole, I mean, honest. Well, yes, but also at the same time, he, he had a little bit of nightcrawler in him, right? The insanity, the insane side of him, the perfectionist side. Yeah, for sure. Like it it was kind of crazy actually to see this nightcrawler part of the character come out in a, in a Marvel movie where he's like, you know, 
when he's directing everybody when they're doing rehearsals and he's like, hey, why is my hand? Why am I waving like this? And he's screaming or he's God, putting the gun, uh, one of the gun drums. By the way, if you don't know what movie it's, we're talking about, we're referring to this movie Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal where he Jake was basically the scummy sleazeball who ends up taking advantage of live TV. A TV and producer, essentially. And yeah. Really good. Movie. Oh. And so there was a lot of that in this movie, actually. Just like this guy, this this uh, sociopath, right? Absolutely. He was a sociopath. Um, so that was kind of cool, actually. But um, let's see what else I got in my notes to mention. So Zendaya, yeah, she perked up once she found out Peter was Spider-Man. But, I mean, after that, it was nothing. But before that, it was nothing great to write home about. Uh, and, yeah, I thought the action was fine. The drone stuff was hard to follow at first. And then you kind of figured out what was happening. But it still took me a second to be, realize what actually was happening. Because also, like, Quentin can conjure up these uh, incredibly lifelike holograms of things on a whim. Yeah. I mean, he's or, got, like, like five different have everything? waiting, like, setting shit up for him, so... He was like, okay, now let's give him the zombie Iron Man coming out of the grave. I don't know. It was a lot of stuff. Again, yeah, I guess you're I saying let it go. It was, yeah. Um, should we just get to the meat of it, Justin? Yeah. Say it. Say what J- the best part of this movie is. J.K. Simmons. is back, baby. Oh, he's back, he's baby. J. Jonah Jameson. But in a different role, he's more like a... Uh, Talk show what host, uh, what's his name? He's like Alex Jones. Alex Jones, frogs are gay, okay? <laughs> <laughs> frogs turn every frogs gay. <laughs> I think he says that. He says like the water's turning frogs gay or something. That's what Alex something says. like that. Yeah, I, I didn't really, I don't really pay attention psycho. to that yeah, shit. Yeah, that guy is a psycho. But that's um, what they made Jay Jones. He's like a shock jock on YouTube, something like that. Which makes me a little sad that the Daily Bugle, it's like dailybugle.net, right? But isn't that what the world's become? So I think it's a good reflection guess, of the yeah. world. If he was on the Daily Bugle still like as a newspaper, it wouldn't make sense. Right. right? It wouldn't exist. No one would care. But, you know, some guy yelling on TV about stuff that he doesn't know about or is controversial Making figure. Facts. There you go. Right. Fake news. That's, that's what we live in. And that's I thought it was a perfect reflection of today's society because in the end of the day, I think that that situation is the way that and, you know, whenever we don't even know when he's coming back, there's no, no first four clear delineated date for what the next Spider-Man. But we do know that there's going to be a point where he's going to have to fight these, I guess, Lies. accusations, which, yeah, a two, he's fighting two things. One, that he killed Mysterio and Mysterio is a hero Two, that he. He, Peter Parker, is not Spider-Man, even though he is Spider-Man. So I think by proving both. He's going to prove that – like by sh- proving one, he'll have to prove the other one in heroin. Okay, but at the same time, I'm sorry. All all is going to – and again, this is me looking way too much into it, I guess. But all it's going to take for him to disprove Mysterio, Quentin Beck, is call Pepper. Say, hey, Peps, you got the human resources files for this guy? Yeah, I do. Oh, let me help you out. So you were an Avenger who's helped save the universe – and Quentin Beck was fired from Stark Industries. We found out after some digging that he stole technology, was in cahoots with these people who were talking, and yeah. Right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, but that's not how it's going to go. Ugh, and it's going to be so frustrating, right? That he's not just like, hey, Pepper Potts, could you help me? You run Stark Industries. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. It's going to be like... 
I, I just uh. I'm excited because this is the first time that we've been exposed to Spider-Man not being incognito because the only Spider-Man we really grew up watching yeah. was Spider-Man as P- Peter Parker is secretly Spider-Man, not Peter Parker as Spider-Man that everyone yep. knows. Yep. So it'll be a yep. very, very interesting transition. And I love this direction that they went for the character because it does. Too- and I love that it's going to, it's going to be very New York focused. as Yes, well. but it also does. It makes the character exactly like Iron Man. Right. So the yeah, whole movie, yeah. he's like, I don't think I could be Iron Man. I don't know if I can be Iron Man. Uh, and as this movie slowly progresses, you have him becoming more and more like Iron Man, the hero that we needed. And at the end, just like the first Iron Man, he goes, yeah, sure, I'm Iron Man, which is very different. Yes. In this, he doesn't have that choice, but he's forced into that similar Iron Man situation where he is it, revealed to be Spider-Man. The main difference here being that Tony – wanted that right and peter is gonna i think this is going to negatively affect peter of tremendously of course he's not going to be able to handle the pressure i, I agree um and then we get that second post credit scene which also huge very right? cool i liked it uh where we discover that actually nick fury and kobe smolder's character were never even on earth it was talos and his wife who were pretending to be them which makes a lot of sense when you look back because the characters were not 100 percent acting like themselves yeah it's not it's very well, unlikely for nick easily. fury to be duped like that and when someone said where's captain marvel can she help fury said don't invoke yeah, her name exactly. because to to talos right yeah. talos Captain Marvel is like the savior exactly. of his people. I thought that was interesting. Yes. So um, we find out that Nick Fury is somewhere with the rest of the Kree, not the Kree, the scrolls. Um, scrolls in the galaxy. So what does this mean? It means that something big is going out. That big is going on out there that really brought Nick Fury all the way to the other galaxy. Now it could. It also seems, it also, you know, this is 20 years now after the scrolls uh, were saved by Captain Marvel. So we do see this big or, scroll ship. Oh no, I'm sorry. It was nineties, right? No. Yeah. It was 90. Yeah, so sorry. it's like 25 yeah, years. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, you know, you have this big scroll ship. We don't know. The scrolls could be now completely thriving. We don't, we don't know the st- status of them. So there's a lot of illusions. All, all we know is we'll see Talos again. We'll see the Skrulls again. What role they will play with Nick Fury, we don't know. But it seems that the two, the MCU is going to be going obviously more cosmic in the future. But I think that we're going to have a split of cosmic MCU. And I think that when you talk about Earth from here on out, Spider-Man is going to be the main guy. Okay, now my question, my counterpoint to that is, or was this just them having some fun? It's Nick Fury. He was on vacation. Oh, the only way he knows how by being off planet, um, completely disconnected after Endgame and, you know, settling this and protecting Earth. And he was like, hey, Talos, would you mind doing me a favor? I don't know. I doubt that. I doubt that because that's not how Kevin Feige rolls. Yeah, also, that's not how Nick Fury, like, he doesn't just, like, chill. He's not a chill guy. <laughs> I don't know. He seemed pretty chill there. He got up, had a daiquiri. He was like, all right, guys, back to work. Yeah, I mean, he could chill for like four hours, but he's not that chill yeah. guy. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. All right, let's do a quick review of Toy Story 4. How about All it? right. 
Everyone, Bonnie made a friend in class. Oh, she's already making friends. No, no, she literally made a new friend. I want you to meet Forky. Uh, hi. Hello. Hi. Ah. <gasps> He's a spork. Yes, yeah, I know. Forky is the most important toy to Bonnie right now. We all have to make sure nothing happens to him. Woody, we have a situation. I am not a toy. I was made for soup, salad, maybe chili, and then the trash. <gasps> Buzz, we've got to get Forky. Affirmative. Why am I alive? You're Bonnie's toy. You are going to help create happy memories that will last for the rest of her life. Huh? What? Oh, yeah. And what you just heard was a clip from the trailer for Toy Story 4. And I am stalling. And it stars Toy Story 4. Stars Tom Hanks, Tim Allen. Why didn't the cast, full cast, come up for me? Justin, you want to? Ha- I didn't pull it up. I forgot. Yeah, okay, hold on, I got you. I mean, like I can, I can try and go through it. Here we go. Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, Keanu Reeves, Tony Hale, Annie Potts, Jordan Peele, Michael Keegan Key, Joan Cusack, Christina Hendricks, Wallace Shawn. He's inconceivable. Uh, John Ratzenberger, Estelle Harris, Bonnie Hunt. You know the the all of the Timothy Dalton. Who did Timothy Dalton? Oh, he played. I know who he played. Yeah, that British. British stuffed animal, I think the hedgehog probably. Anyway, yeah, Mr. Porcupine. Yes, um, and it's directed by Josh Cooley, and I believe this was his first Toy Story, his first direct. Oh no, did he also direct Inside, Inside Out? Inside Out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's directed by Josh Cooley. Justin, what is Toy Story Four about? I also did Up, Up, so you know, kind of a big deal. He did Up. Yeah. Oh, okay. When a new toy called Forky joins Woody and the gang, a road trip alongside old and new friends reveals how big the world can be for a toy. Hi, Jinx and Sue. Uh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. So, Justin, can we just go ahead and say uh, um, spoilers for Toy Story 4? We're going to make this very quick. Yes. Okay. Well, then let's do it. Uh, toy Story 4, Justin, I got to say, not... Uh, not essential. Wow, I disagree with you. Ooh. I thought this was a delightful film that was a natural progression of the story and the role of a toy, and this is such an adult theme. All the toy stories have adult themes, but this might be the darkest and most adult and deepest philosophical and existential film out of all of them, and I really, really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um. Okay, but did you need it? Didn't you think Toy Story 3 ended just mm, chef's kiss? <laughs> yes. I Listen, I agree. When I heard that they were making this movie, I was like, what the hell are they doing? It was literally perfect. And then I saw this movie and I said, you know what? This is a great continuation of the story. Because at some point, your role diminishes. And... That's a very, very, it's discussed very lightly in the, in the third one where, you know, he gets handed off, right? Andy gets older and the role diminishes. But in this one, it's what happens if there's going to be a point where you're not going to get passed back, where you're not going to be the favorite toy, where, where you're not going to be needed anymore. And where do you go from there? And that's like life, right? There's going to be things that you have to understand that come to an end. And how you approach those situations 
is a very, very important aspect of, you know, your attitude, how, how your personality and, and the end of the day affects your whole future. And this, this is the story of Woody. 1000 percent you know buzz lightyear is a side character everyone else pretty much is a side barely. character they're all buzz lightyear is barely in this absolutely movie. barely in it it's even forky who's the new main character ends up being in it a lot less uh bo peep is in it uh but this is the woody show and i think it's a very fitting conclusion to well what we assume is the conclusion to toy story 4 but the way it ends it could honestly go on forever uh, but I just felt like the idea of Woody coming to terms with his role as a toy was, I cried a lot. I cried a lot in this movie. I cried at the end multiple times, uh, especially when he decided to not return back. Um, and I thought that that relationship with Bo was very special. And I really enjoyed that uh, aspect of, you know, th- there is more out there than you think. And sometimes you have to embrace the, the unknown to really be happy. Um, I would say if I had to say, did I get emotional, uh, at all? It's funny enough. <laughs> the, the, the part that I got emotional during was the beginning, I guess the, the credits when you've got a friend in me came on. What? When in the beginning of the movie, when like we get like the Toy Story four opening credits, and you've got a friend yeah. in me plays, I I just I don't know I felt emotional during that because it brought back so many memories of watching these movies. But nothing at the um, end. But it's not really no, no. I mean, you have a character here. If you don't think that this is a dark ass movie, you have a character Forky who literally has a crisis of identity. He's just literally like, I am trash. I want to die. Is basically what he was saying. He doesn't want to be a toy. He just wants to be trash. He wants to be, he doesn't understand why he was created. That was, a. that's like for almost half the movie. That's a very, very dark thing to, you know. Yes. But at the same time, at the same time, there's lots of leaps of logic with his character because he would know only that he's trash, but then also he would be talking to other toys and know things about other things. I forget exactly what the, examples were but i was like if he was an inanimate object how does he know that he's trash and all this other stuff that he's doing i don't know man don't look that far into it but you gotta understand he literally was like why am i alive i want to be trash yeah i guess sure and then i I think i really enjoyed the villain because at the end of the day there was no villain the villain was a very sympathetic i agree i like that there was yes and i got a little emotional when uh, she got denied. I think at when first she got and denied, then... and even when she found the girl who was lost, I felt really bad for the girl. Yeah, I cried. Yeah, that was that was that really was, that was a strong part. But her her journey was was quite good, actually. Um, Christina Hendricks' character, I thought it was actually quite good, quite well done. And yes, I like that there was no villain. Really, the villain right. was just time. I... It was time and the realistic situation that we're all. The villain die. was Tim Allen's agent, who didn't fight for him to get a bigger part. <laughs> <laughs> you know how much money he probably made for saying like oh five my, lines. What about in this Joan movie? Cusack? She probably killed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean Don Rickles is dead. He had like more lines than fucking <laughs> than Tim oh, Allen man. in this movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, the, the movie struggled to incorporate everyone. 
But that's okay. I, I was fine with that. I don't think it was necessary because the, the real story that we followed was Woody's and it was his progression um, as a character who we always followed from the beginning, right? Because from the beginning, his role as the main toy was the focus of every plot. Every plot. It was accepting. And one, it was accepting, you know, Buzz Lightyear as a competitive, as, you know, a co-toy friend that was liked. And two, it was getting the the girl one whatever her name Jessie. is and 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 fighting with the store people i can't remember that one that great and then three was you know overcoming this fear of being done with done for and then this is a progression of that plot so i thought it was really great i thought it was really awesome um yeah i'm still gonna stick to not essential all right. Would you say see it? Don't see it. Rent it. I would say rent it. A solid, very solid rental. And I know that that sounds harsh for this movie, but um, I think especially when you look at all the movies that I've said, go see it in theaters. You can't grade it on that. I'm grading this on the Toy Story franchise. I think this is a fantastic rental. It's not a movie you need to see in theaters and it will bring you a little bit more closure, but at the same time, it leaves a lot more open than the third movie did. The third movie, I know people are saying, wow, I can't believe they pulled it off. They made a fourth one and it was was good. And they're not wrong. They made a fourth movie. It was entertaining. It was good. But again, I feel like this was almost like a Disney Plus adventure that we could have seen on the streaming service. And instead... They tore open the beautiful ending we got in three. That that was emotional. That got me tearing up. And I'm sure you were tearing up as well when Andy handed his toys over to Bonnie. That's where I would have liked to have seen the story end. But instead, we get this new strand pulled on, like, where does it end? What what happens to toys? When do toys meet their untimely death, you know? <laughs> and a lot more questions that I don't think Pixar is ready to answer or will ever answer. Um, so I think we could have ended it at three. I'm not angry. They made this fourth one, but it's a rental. I still say, see it. It's a very satisfying conclusion. I can't disagree with you. That but you, that's the thing. I can't, I can't tell you. That. Is it, is it a conclusion? I think there is. Everybody's talking about Toy Story five. Now, no one was talking about Toy Story four. I think that's fair, but who knows? It's not me to say. I'm not God. <laughs> God is like, hmm, Toy Story 5. Yeah. All right. I think we're done here. I think we're done too. Because I'm hungry. I want to eat. What are you going to eat? <sighs> Leftover salad with grilled wow. chicken and some grilled uh, wings. Great. Are you going to sprinkle some granola or fucking oatmeal over it? No. Why would I do that? Because it's fucking bodybuilder chicken and oatmeal. <laughs> I don't. There's no, I never eat oatmeal. Listen, oatmeal. Dwayne Johnson, you eat oatmeal every day. You know, I eat, you know what I eat for breakfast? Two hard boiled eggs. A whole That's rotisserie chicken. Oh, man, I would love to <laughs> do that. All right. You know, have you ever had, I just tried this barbecue sauce, bone sucking, uh, bar, bone sucking sauce, bone sucking sauce. Are you, it's do from you mean whole finger foods. sucking? No, it's bone sucking, bone okay. sucking sauce from Whole Foods. It is like rated one of the best sauces. I've been a sweet baby Ray's guy forever. This sauce is incredible. Absolutely incredible barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I might put this on the wings. Okay. Justin, what are we seeing this week? I want to see Midsummer. 
Mid what else is there? Well, uh, I just want to be perturbed. <laughs> technically, this week we have Stuber and Crawl, which I didn't realize was coming out, but it's a it's an alligator horror movie. An alligator movie. We could see Secret Life of Pets. I saw it. You did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, it came out like a month ago. Ooh, The Farewell is coming out. I really would like to see that. Which one is that? That's with Aquafina. It's like 100% around Oh, yes. Tomatoes. Yes, I I could see that with you. Well, let's see if uh, it's around me, but if it is, I'm going to go see it. And then oh, the next wonderful. week, we all know what's coming out. Is it uh, Lion King? No! Nah! I couldn't care less about this movie. Why? It's going to be I, beautiful. I'm, I just couldn't. I'm sorry. You don't like Lion King? I like The Lion King. I, what this about movie. Mulan? You don't like want to see Mulan? I thought Mulan was fantastic. I'm talking yeah, about well, the animated movie. What Justin. about the trailer for Mulan? I didn't see the trailer yet. I got to watch it. There's no music in it. Uh, this, this, yeah, the new Mulan's not a musical. Sad. Could you, no, I'm kidding. Oh, I don't know. It's not. not. It's, it's not. not. It's like oh. a dark. It's like an action kung fu movie. It's like you know what, Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I'm kind of for it. Yeah, fine. Because you know what? That's different than fucking. What's the last one we just had? Aladdin. Aladdin, which was like. But I want to hear this. Make a Man out of you. No. And when will my reflection? No. No. You have Spotify. You have you Netflix think that they could just or have whatever. Christina Aguilera sing When Will My Reflection Show. I don't know what. That was her, one of her first songs. Okay, well, that you can watch the original movie for that. If they're going in a different direction with this Mulan, that's what it should be, right? Yeah. Okay. Take us out, Justin. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. As always, questions, comments, concerns, you can email us at twoguysonemovie.podcast at gmail.com. Check out the site. Comment all you'd like. You can listen to us on our website. You can listen to us on any podcasting app. You can listen to us on iTunes. My favorite way to listen, though, is on Spotify. So if you're on Spotify, download, subscribe, give us a review. Five stars. Five stars. That's right. Five stars. For Matt and Justin, thanks for listening. Until next time, have a good one, y'all. I was trying to be Woody, but that didn't work. There's a snake in my food.